Welcome in, college football fans. Marty Jenkins here, College Football Connection, 10-28-22. My man, Alvin Reed, before we just hopped on here, we were talking college hoops. College hoops gets underway, Alvin, a week from this Sunday, the best time of the year. Absolutely, man. And that's not because we won the national championship last year, we being the University of Kansas. Quick story for you, man, Earl Austin, slew broadcaster. Mm-hmm. He's out at Lindenwood's homecoming football game. Last Saturday, he gives me the call mid-afternoon. At this time, KU was actually coming back after falling down 28-3 to mm-hmm. to Baylor, and KU was making a comeback. And I figured, like, Earl says, you got your boys on. They, they're trying to make a comeback. She's, I said, like, yeah, man, we're still down, but we're coming back. He said, well, that, but I got to tell you something. And he proceeds to tell me that during Leonard Wood's homecoming football game, there is a basketball scrimmage going on inside of Leonard Woods Auditorium. Mm-hmm. It is Illinois versus Kansas in a secret <laughs> scrimmage. That's awesome. And they've arranged this, and it's like they pick a school that's got like a homecoming or something that's going on, and they can just kind of like under the radar slip in, slip out. Mm-hmm. And the school, Lindenwood, is almost the exact same distance between two, both schools. Champagne and Lawrence. Champagne and Lawrence. Isn't that funny? Random. That's pretty crazy. Random. <laughs> like, so. That's awesome, though. So, so some, some top 20. College basketball was going on at Lindenwood while the home while, while, while all the festivities were going festivities on there. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, speaking of uh, you know football, last week uh, you and I had our first rough campaign of the year, but you're still 44 and 34 and I'm 46 and 36. Those numbers are damn good. So that's a combined 76 96 90 and 70. That's damn good. That's like 60% clip at least. Yes. So we got to turn it around this weekend, though. Yeah, because, and, and I will say that we we turned it around a little bit after 3 o'clock, about 3 4 o'clock, because, boy, between 11 and 3, it was rough. Yeah, it was. It was like a 1 and 5 start. <laughs> uh, well, we're going to turn it around early uh, at 11 a.m. Um, we got a big one at 11 a.m., and that's the number two Buckeyes. They head to Happy Valley, take on number 13, Penn State. This opened at 14. Now it's at 15 and a half. It's moved a point and a half in favor of the Buckeyes on the road. Um, it opened at 61 and a half. Now it's down to 60 and a half. I'll tell you what I'm looking for in this game is I do like the Lions back seven in this one versus, you know, the force that is C.J. Stroud and company. Um, places electric, one of the loudest places in the country. You know, they. I think it's the whiteout this weekend. I think Sean Clifford and company, I think they're going to score points. Uh, the crowd will be a big factor in this one. I'm going to go the opposite direction. This one from 14 to 15 and a half. Give me Penn State in the 15 and a half. And also give me the over, Alvin, because I think we're going to see a ton of points in this one. Okay. I'm with you on the 15 and a half. That's just too many points to be giving a Penn State team at home that has played some some good football. Penn State was in that game against Michigan until they weren't in that game against Michigan. So... <laughs> It's like, well, okay. Yep. It took about 10 minutes, and a close game became an absolute blowout. Mm-hmm. And, and Penn State turning the ball over, you know, hurt hurt them. And so I just thought, man, you're you're talking about two touchdowns plus a point and a half. Yep. Man, I'm in Happy Valley, no, I'm, I'm taking my 15 and a half. I'm taking Penn State. I am going to go with the under, though. Yeah, I was going to say, sounds like you're going with the under. I, I'm going with the under. Maybe a sloppy affair. You're, you're seeing Ohio State on the road gets off to a little bit of a rough start. Yes, and that, you know, Ohio State has had some games where they didn't look like all that. Mm-hmm. They looked like by far the better team than who they were playing. Yeah. 
but they haven't really stomped anybody of consequence. And thus, that's why I, I figured, like, look, it's not like Penn State's last stand or anything, but mm-hmm. it is kind of like, wait a minute. Nobody, if we're the football program that people say we are supposed to be, should come in here and be favored by 15 and a half points. That's we have lot. to do something about that. That's a lot. That's yeah. a lot of points. I mean, think about it, man. You know, you score 20 points. You know, that that means they have to score 36. Yeah, and I think you, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, You start doing the math, you know, you score three touchdowns and kick a field goal, you got 24. Mm-hmm. Good, you know, they got to score 40 points. That's what Moss will take in the under. Going with the under. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting here, we're almost in November November 1st, and, you know, Ohio State's sitting there undefeated at number two, and we also have another undefeated at 4-0 with Michigan, and they meet Alvin last game of the year, November 26th. Absolutely. That's going to be a special one. Does somebody, if they're both undefeated, then you run into the same thing. that, And I think this really does hurt why you have to expand the uh, the tournament. Mm-hmm. Because if it's a gimme that, that even though you lose this game, you're still going to get in. And, you know, like a TCU, maybe let's say they are undefeated, doesn't. I, I'm not I'm not down with that. Right. That's, that's why you got to expand. Yeah, well, good segue there because we'll stick at 11 a.m. Uh, TCU, another ranked team favored on the road in another hostile environment. They go to Morgantown. Um, you know, this one opened at 63-and-a-half. It's up to 68-and-a-half. So people expecting a lot of points in this one. Um you know, what's about near teams going to show up? They get blown out by Baylor, or excuse me, they blow out Baylor, or they get smoked, you know, by Texas Tech in Lubbock. Uh, you don't know what you're going to get. Um, I, I do like moving in the opposite direction in this one. It was at 63 and a half, now it's 68 and a half. I'm going to go with the under on this one. Um, and I think JT Daniels, he's going to get the run game going, slow things down, like the home crowd in that one. I like West Virginia in this one. Actually, Alvin, I'm going to take West Virginia in the in the under, but I'm also going to say I could see West Virginia outright winning this game and slowing that TCU team down finally. I, you know what? I don't disagree with you, but this is where I think that TCU is at a – boy, they've had several hard games in a row. West Virginia hadn't looked like much. I think TCU knows that this is the game where – look, if we put them down, all of a sudden we are in playoff talk. Uh-huh. I mean, we put a thumping on West Virginia, even though West Virginia has struggled this year. We put a thumping on West Virginia – now, all of a sudden, people are talking about us. If they win out, they deserve to be in the playoff. I am going to I, I'm going to give the 7.5 to West Virginia, and I'm also going to bet the over. And I'm going to lie to you. I think TCU is going to kick West Virginia's ass, and I could be proven <laughs> wrong, but that's why I'm going with the over, and that's why I'm giving the points. I think TCU last week proved to me that, all right, we were we – were, we, 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 two weeks in a row, you know, mm-hmm. we've just been been under it. And we, we got our feet underneath us, and we scored points, and we won the game. So you're and taking TCU in the over. I'm taking TCU, and I'm taking the over. Just an ass beating. Yeah, uh, yes, yes. And Which is to say, 68 and a half. I mean, what are we talking about? They might beat them 45-35, mm-hmm. but I do believe that they're going to cover that 7 and a half, and we're going to go over 68-5. Disappointing campaign. They had uh, high hopes uh, coming into this season, and West Virginia sitting there at 3 and 4. Um, so, you know, this game, th- this is their Super Bowl. Um, but I'm very intrigued to see that one. We got two good ones at 11 a.m. Um, all right, so let's move down a little bit. Uh, let's go back to the Big Ten. And one of the best stories of the year thus far, Alvin, the Illini sitting there, 6-1, and one, number 17 in the country, 
They go to Lincoln. Now, this is an intriguing one. Opened at 6.5 in favor of the Illini. Now mm-hmm. it's at 7.5 over under opened at 51.5. Now it's down to 50.5. Now, I know this Illini team, their defense is stout. Nebraska isn't that good. But if you notice, the last few weeks, there's a little something brewing. This Nebraska team has looked significantly better. They're almost at 500. They're 3-4. and four. They have to limit turnovers in this game, and I think they will. I think this is a dangerous trap game for the Illini, Alvin. Um, I like the Huskers to actually cover at home at 7.5 in this one, and I think we're going to see a lot of points. The over-under isn't much. I think it's going to be over 50.5. So give me the Huskers to cover, and I think they continue to improve in the red zone. I think the Huskers cover and the over. You're co- you got a coach from Illinois coming in there that people in Nebraska want to hire to be their coach. Mm-hmm. Nebraska's coach, interim coach. Mm-hmm. He's going to have his guys ready to go, ready to go. Illinois covers, uh, I'm sorry, Nebraska covers that seven and a half. And I'm also going to go with the under, man. Okay. I think if this is the time of year. I was, we played up there uh, when I was at KU on, uh, oh, was it Halloween weekend? It was, it was late October one time. Yeah. Man, it's a little colder and it's just a little windy and mm-hmm. it's not, it, it it ain't sunshiny, perfect weather. Right. I look for something on that late afternoon game. I think Nebraska does cover the seven and a half. I think it is on the under. I mean, Iowa's got a good defense, but Missouri, uh, Missouri, Illinois, what, nine points or what was it, uh, 10 to six or what was the score? Which game? Yeah, uh, when Illinois played Iowa. Oh, it was a low scoring Very affair. Low score. And they have a good defense, but nonetheless. Illinois isn't bringing nine to six. Yeah, you know, Illinois is not bringing <laughs> forty points a game to Lincoln. Yeah, defense has been stout and the offense has been right. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna take my seven and a half points with Nebraska, and I'm gonna play the under on that one. Okay. Well, the theme here uh, is you're pretty heavy this weekend on uh, the unders, yes, and I'm I heavy am. on the overs. Yes, I am. <laughs> so Nebraska and the under for Alvin. Let's move over a state, Mizzou. Well. First of all, our condolences if you had to go to Columbia last weekend to witness that game again. Uh, I, 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 I had friends who were there. One left at halftime. He didn't leave Columbia altogether at halftime. They went to Shakespeare's. But he said, Alvin, I couldn't watch it. Oh. He said, and the people in the stands were like, this is horrible. Yeah. This this is horrible. And Should have lost. Yeah. yeah it was a, <laughs> you, well, you, almost, you almost lost Vandy. Uh-huh. But on top of that, it wasn't like some spectacular 55 51 almost went to a playoff kind of thing. Yeah. It was just a, just a rough. Oh, and Mike Claiborne, he was on, um, you know, earlier this week in, in the morning with uh, Randy Carricker. And it's just like, you know, I don't know what the future holds. Um, I think, do you have a belief in Drinkowitz or do you think after next year he could be done, though? No, after next year he could be done. I think he gets next year. Okay. Hey, I'm sure Missouri isn't. I'm sure Missouri is in a hurry to 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 buy him out, yeah. waste of money. You, you see a lot of comments that it's the athletic director's fault, and blah this and blah that. This is like, you know, she's been there, what a year. Uh-huh. Like that, this does not fall on her. Right. She did, she did not hire him. She inherited whatever this football program is right now. You know, so I'm not blaming her. Yeah. But I think her thought will be like, well, I'm not going to set money on fire mm-hmm. until next year. Then we can decide. Do we need a program builder? Yeah. Because that's what's going on. You know, that's what's going on in Kansas. And that's mm-hmm. going on with some other places where instead of trying to get the hot coach, how about we get a coach that says, like, 
I know what I'm doing. And Drinkwitz was a hot coach. And he was a hot coach. And Clabe said, you know, he, this is a big offset. He's got to keep those 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 special players in Columbia this offseason. Yes. and Because <laughs> if he know, becomes Transfer City, they're in trouble. Well, who's, who's going to call Luther Burton? Who's going to get in touch with Luther Burton? Dude, you could play next year for Alabama. Yeah, Alabama. Dude, you could Georgia. play next year for Georgia. Yep. You could play next year for Michigan. You could play next year for Ohio State. He's gone in the snap of the fingers. Bye-bye, right. Shakespeare. Well, he has to just decide. I like Columbia enough to stay here. I'm still wondering why they don't get the ball in his hands. It's ridiculous. And, and look, I know playing time must be earned, and you got to get in that playbook, and you got to do all these things. I I don't know if he's doing that or not, but I'll tell you what. I'd get the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. You'll be running back every kickoff, every punt. We'll line you up for flanker screens. Should have been doing that from week Sprints. one. Yeah, from week one. Right. Um, well, you mentioned it. You know, on the field, they they go to uh, Columbia, South Carolina. Yep. Um, people heavy on Mizzou in this one. It opened at five and a half. It's down to three and a half. Um, over under 47 and a half, down to 46 and a half. Now, I will say this about Mizzou's defense. They have been solid this year, and South Carolina has turned the ball over a lot. But I like the way Spencer Rattler and company are playing right now. I think this is a game where, you know, Mizzou quickly becomes three and five. I like Rattler and that offense. I think they put up a lot of points. Give me South Carolina in the over, Alvin. Okay. If any game that that South Carolina could discombobulate and Missouri could find itself in a situation where they've proved to the state that there is hope, it's this one. Mm -hmm. That that does concern me. Not enough. (laughs) Not enough. enough. No, I'm giving the three three and a half. Uh, South Carolina, go ahead and give them three and a half. I will say I think it's going to be under. Okay. All right. I think it's under the 46.5. All right. But I am going to get I'm I, I just got to give that that 3.5 because look, I know that the world is falling apart down there in uh College Station. Yeah, oh boy. Preseason top 5. Right. But South Carolina did beat them in a football game. Yeah. And you got to ask yourself, could Missouri beat uh Texas A&M? Texas A&M? And the answer to that is no. And South Carolina beat Texas A&M at home. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if t- if South Carolina brings the same effort Saturday that they did against Texas A&M, don't they cover three and a half points? <sighs> I'll tell you what, Alvin. Mizzou needs this one because if they don't, they start the season off three and seven. They're going to be three and seven. They're not winning against Kentucky next week. We'll see what we'll see if Kentucky's in tatters after their game this week. But And then they'll get smoked at, at Knoxville. Oh, in Knoxville, like, and, and if, you know what could happen when they get to Knoxville? Tennessee might have just lost a game, and their season is just like, not, you know, like they're still got hope. They'll still maybe play in the SEC championship game, all that. But they would, they they would just hammer Missouri. So mm-hmm. yeah, I see what you're saying. Kentucky at home. Kentucky plays good defense. They do. So you know that's what Missouri will run into. Like, oh man, you'll have a tough time scoring points against Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Well, let's transition to that one because that's the big one of the weekend. Uh, number 19, UK. They go to number three, Tennessee. Uh, probably the biggest story of the year. This is open at 11.5. Now Tennessee's favored by 12.5, over under of 63.5. Uh, now it's clear, you know, Tennessee's secondary is not good. They haven't been good all year, and we definitely saw that in the Alabama game. I think Kentucky's quarterback, who's going to be a top pick in the draft, Will Levis, uh, they're going to have monster games along with Tennessee's quarterback, Hendon Hooker. I think we're going to see a lot of points in this one, um, Alvin. Um, and I think the key here, there's no pass rush from Kentucky. Now, a lot of people are saying, you know, you know what next weekend is, Alvin. 
Tennessee goes inside the hedges and plays at Athens. You play at Athens. So are they going to look ahead? I do think Heupel's going to have them focus. So I do like Tennessee in this one, and I like the over as well. Okay. I don't know why. I don't know why. And I'm just telling you that based upon how their season has gone, Kentucky could be a one-loss team. Obviously, they're not. But you know what? I'm going to take my 12.5 points. If if Tennessee's going to give me 12.5 mm-hmm. after what they have gone through, you know, like Alabama, and then they get Tennessee, whoever the hell they played last week. And I'm sure they were scouting Kentucky and practicing Kentucky stuff. But I think Kentucky and Stoops comes in and said, well, one thing we're going to do against you is we're going to play defense. So, Mr. Hooker, you ain't just going to be throwing the ball all over the yard like you did against <laughs> Alabama. And we're going to we're going to actually tackle you. And, right. You know, we're actually going to make you play. So I'm going to I'm, I'm going to take my 12 and a half. I'm Barney, I'm staying away from an over and under. OK. This one, OK, because I just didn't have a feel for that. One. I got gotcha. you. It could be low scoring. And when, by low scoring, I mean low enough to be the under, but it could be higher also. So I'm leaving that one alone. But I am going to take Kentucky and I'm going to take my 12 and a half. Could you see this one, Alvin, Tennessee, looking ahead and maybe Kentucky winning this one outright in case somebody wants to put a few bucks on the money line? I, I would say that I could see Kentucky being in the game with like about five, six minutes left and a chance to win the football game. Well, that's good enough either, right there. Either needing a stop or having the ball and said like, hey, if we score a touchdown right now, we're leading this football game. Mm-hmm. I could see that happening. All right. Well, let's move ahead a few hours. 930. People try to get their money back or double their winnings. You know, it's the late one. Stanford goes to number 12, UCLA. UCL, UCLA favored by 16.5, over under 65.5. It's moved up two points. Um, you know, UCLA, I, I see a letdown here, Alvin. Uh, they got smoked by Oregon. And Stanford, you know, despite their record, they're a solid team every year. They're going to come in disciplined. They're going to play good defense. I actually think, despite being a 16.5-point dog, uh, that defense can slow them down, slow the Bruins' attack down. I think they could win outright. Um, so in this one, I'm going to go with a sloppy affair. Give me Stanford and the under. Okay. We we agree on both of those. And also, all right, you're Stanford. Now, I don't care what you're bringing to South Bend, Indiana. That's a tough place to play. <laughs> all right. And they played solid defense. Mm-hmm. And in an ugly game, that was one of those p- perfect examples where you say that when that game ended, Stanford had – two more points that Notre Dame did. Yeah. That's all you can say. 17-14, I yeah, think, or right, something three, like that. Yeah. So, I think the same thing. Where where are we going to? We're going to play in the Rose Bowl against UCLA, and it's going to be like 37,000 people there. Mm-hmm. And all we're all technically we're being asked to do is cover 16 and a half points. Stanford does that. I am going to go with the under with you on that one, too. I would love to try to push it over on that, but no, not after the Stanford-Notre Dame game. I think the reason that Stanford covers is because they hold down UCLA. And like you said, if you wanted to go money line thing, the reason that Stanford could win the game you is triple because— quadruple your yeah, money. Because UCLA didn't score points. All right. So there you have it, folks. You're sitting at uh, 44-34 and 34 overall. I'm 46-36. and 36. We're going to have a big weekend. I appreciate y'all listening. Alvin, uh, World Series. Uh, I'm actually working up here tonight. Starts tonight. Uh, Houston, world beaters. But this Philadelphia story, you know, the wild card, team of destiny. I want Philadelphia to win. And I think it could be a better series than people think. But still give me the Strohs and Six. All right. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'm going downtown to to the newspaper office after I leave here. You putting out an article on it? Um, no, I might slip across. I might slip across to to <laughs> to uh, DraftKings and and uh, what are you doing? Put a little money on the Phillies, man. 
tonight or in the series or in, both? In the series. What wonder what they are in the series. You think to um, win it, they're two to one? Uh, yeah, it's a little bit more than that, man. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I just feel they got like, something brewing, man. Yeah, well, the thing is, is that either they'll do it or they won't. But I really feel like, man, you know, that's a nice little payday. Yeah. Anybody you know? could have had Schwerber. Yeah. Anybody. Yeah. But anybody who wanted him up until like about exactly, a month ago. exactly. <laughs> that's the thing. Hey. Oh yeah. All right. So they get in the playoffs, and all of a sudden, you know, they're ready to play. Schwerber is. But here's the thing with Schwerber: he didn't do jack against us. <laughs> right. He was over. Mm-hmm. So then he kind of caught fire in the, in the uh, division series. Yeah. Harper, well, Har- Harper's been tearing it up since his first at bat against the card. I like him. I do. I do, too. People don't, but I do. I, I don't know why they don't. He's a good He's a good dude. Man, he seems like he's a good dude. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and, you know, Mo comes out and says, hey, you know, we're going to spend some money. Um, You better get an all-star catcher. You need a catcher? Do we have a shortstop? I mean, there's gonna be two, three out there. You gonna play for? You gonna pay for Turner? You know, need more pitching. Wayno's coming back. Always use more pitching. Mm-hmm. I, the com- a conversation I had last week was that, like, you know, we're la- you know, Wainwright's coming back. Woo-hoo, and I'm thinking, like, well, listen, keep in mind that the Cardinals need to to add a legitimate starting pitcher. So where does that push Wainwright to in the rotation? Because you started four. I don't care. I don't care if he starts opening day at home. Which he will. Which he will. But he's your number four or five. Has to be. Yeah. Until Montgomery, Quintana, the flattery gets hurt again until something happens. He's starting at four. Yeah. Four or five, you're right. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, yeah, you'll have to text me. Let me know uh, what you do when you go down. Yeah, I'm, I'm still debating that one. I want to see. I'm, I just want to see what it is. I, 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 I'm going to check that payday one more time and see if it's worth my while. But it just seems like, man, you know, a little C-note. Tempting. It's tempting, man. Make a little money. Starts at 7.03 tonight. Tune in, 101 ESPN. All right, my man, thanks for jumping on. Thanks, Marty. Man, a pleasure. All right, we're going to get it right. We're going to get it right this week. We're going to be hot, and college basketball starts next week, folks. Can't wait. Thanks for listening. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.